I hate this part. You know, it surprises me that the season went by so quickly. This is the last book episode that we're recording together. It for is. The season. And this is by far the quickest we've ever recorded. We're usually recording for like months, no? I feel like it's over way sooner than the others. Not in the way of episode numbers, but in the way of us recording. Well, here we are in January. Uh, Happy New Year, by the way, guys. Oh, yeah. Today is uh, 2022. When you're listening, not when we're recording, but... No, we're recording it in 2022. Yes, we're sitting here sometime in the future. Mm-hmm. Do you guys have New Year's resolutions? Yeah, I want to lose weight before I get there. Okay. To New Year's. I want to lose weight before. I intentionally did it before December because I hate New Year's resolutions. You hate them? I hate them. So if you do your resolution before the New Year, it's... It's not... It doesn't count. It's okay. old year. Because everyone and their mother is doing something that by March they'll no longer be doing. Yeah. I'd rather just do it. It's do like it starting in November in- and then stop doing it in January. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> it's like... It's like joining a gym. It's yeah. a, it's the best time to own a gym. Right. January. That's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know. I've uh, I've sort of embraced the uh New Year's resolutions, I'm not going to lie. I Have kind you? of made it yeah because uh I've read a book. I can't even remember what it was called, but it was about setting goals for yourself and it was about um being realistic with yourself and not over over setting your goals sort of and like you know, you don't want to go into a year and be like, I'm going to lose weight. I'm going to save a bunch of money. I'm going to eat healthier. I'm going to uh, yeah, 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 yeah. start a yeah. new business, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. because then you'll you'll fail and then you'll just give up on all of them. Yeah. So I've sort of been taking uh, goals on a yearly basis, you know, like, okay, this year I'm going to focus on financial goals and then next year I'm going to focus on health goals and then the year after that I'll focus on maybe business goals and things like that. So it's good. So your weight loss was a resolution. Yeah, you started oh. in January. I started in December, but it was kind of like knowing that okay, next year is okay. going to be my health year. Last year was like my finance year, where I was trying to put away a certain amount of money in savings and things like that, hmm. um, and fix our credit. And then, yeah, this year was health year. That's good. Yeah, good practical advice. Yeah, that's what I'm here for. I just, I start whenever I feel like starting. Yeah. Because I feel like whenever I start on like, let's say I'm starting a diet and I start on a Monday, I feel like, why don't I just start that Wednesday? Mm. Like, it just gives me more reason to splurge. Yeah. And being fat. Yeah. Because, oh, I have four more days before I have to start. Right. Like, for me, if I get something like I need to do it, I need to do it then or else I'm just going to get lazy. Right. It seems like the more important thing is picking an end date to have the goal than the the beginning date yeah 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 that's true like some people want to save money like for the summer they won't turn on their air conditioning systems or you know for the winter they won't turn on their pretty intense way of saving money yeah there's some people that do that is is starting to feel like a transition have you never (laughs) done anything like that before yeah i uh I've been sort of consciously in the winter trying to keep it cooler. You know, I don't keep it like cold, but I keep it like 66, 67 now. In the winter? Yeah, and oh, just really? like have uh hoodies and hoodies and big socks on in the house, you know. And then in the summer, you know. They're better than the small socks. 
Yeah, big socks are. I I love big socks. Long here. socks. My uh, my wife just finished cro- crocheting me some big socks. Really? Yeah. You're gonna oh. be wearing homemade socks. Big time. Big time, baby. <laughs> I love socks. Those oh, comfy. you're the one with those socks with your face all over them? Yeah, I have face socks. Yeah. That's right. Socks are great, man. That's right. Socks, yeah. So you might like this a lot, actually. Yeah, I might. Bible dingers ding or no ding. Bible dingers. Yay, yay. I'm Nick. I'm here with Ryan and Mark, and we are Bible Dingers. And we start each and every episode with Ding or No Ding, where I come up with a news headline. And my man over here and my man over there got to think if it's Ding real or No Ding fake. This is starting to sound a lot more like real or fake news. It is. Oh, we just it rebranded just, it. Just rebranded yeah. it. It's a reskin. Because I was thinking of all these different ways of implementing new things, and I'm like, why? We'll just implement old things and call them new call things. Call them new things. <laughs> yeah, just put we a We needed to it. rebrand it <laughs> to make it, it more like Bible dingers. Yeah, yeah. It sure. makes more sense now. Yeah. You ever watch Portlandia? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You ever see Just Put a Bird on It? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, man, years ago. I have no idea what that is. I well, can't believe that show is so old now. Yeah. We're just putting dings on stuff now. Yeah. Put a bird on it. Oh. Is, is there a ghost crying somewhere? <laughs> this brings me back to college when I was studying modern music. Mm. What, did things Av- sound like ghosts? Avant-garde. I don't know. Amen. What is modern music? Is it like that? Like like modern art? Yeah. Like just weird? Abstract. Really? Yes. Anyway. Yeah. You know what's abstract? Scientists creating new paint so white that the goal is to completely eliminate air conditioning systems. Okay. The paint is so white that you don't need air conditioning? I don't understand. (laughs) What's the correlation there? What's the correlation where? There. Here? There. Over there. Same I am. Tooting or not tooting? That is the question. What? what is the answer? You always have to do that. I do. No ding. Here we go again. We can't just be... No, Ryan. You're a man. Think for yourself. <laughs> Bro. We can't just be in cahoots every once in a while, you know? What, to take down Nick? Yeah. I say ding. Well, I want to end this book episode streak with a win. So I'm going to say Mark A. It's factual. Scientists created the world's widest paint. It could eliminate the need for air conditioning. The paint has now made it into the Guinness World Records book as the widest paint ever made. The idea was to make a paint that would reflect sunlight away from a building. The paint reflects 98.1% of solar radiation while also emitting infrared heat. So that's I interesting. See. I didn't, you know, I don't think outside the house. Ooh. I was thinking inside walls would be painted white. I'm just so dumb. I'm so dumb. You got it right. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. I'm so smart, bro. I'm so smart. Yeah. So <laughs> it's, it's a spotless house. Spotless. 
Spotless. Sun spotless. You know who makes your life as white as that paint? <laughs> Don't. My parents? I am delivered! Jesus. Oh, he washes it white as snow. Yes. Were you were you oh were you trying to go like with a genetics type of thing? Yes. Like this paint is even whiter than snow. I'm the whitest paint. People used to call me that in high school, you know. White paint? The whitest paint ever created. <laughs> you know, when I look at you, <laughs> I think you're going to replace my air conditioning system. Yeah, because I'm so cool. Because you're so white. <laughs> you just stand in this house. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, so you know, this episode is about Second Thessalonians. But you know, Ryan, before we dive in, I want to hear that song you were playing earlier. I want the people to hear that song that you were playing earlier. What song was that? I want to get some cool vibes up in here. I want the people to know that we're here to bring encouraging music to them. You know? Happy New Year, folks. It's been really great. Yeah, I'm going to stop you there because that's our 30-second sample uh, <laughs> allowance. So yeah, that's great. All, that's I all like we it. can do. I like it. Yeah, I, uh, I'm glad that you brought that up because it definitely served a great purpose it here did. in this episode. Mm-hmm. It did. You know, if they weren't doing well before, they're doing better now. They're doing weller. They're doing weller. <laughs> okay. Stephen Wellum. Oh, doing well. <laughs> um, Stephen. <laughs> yeah. Classic. Hi, guys. No. Classic. That would be an epic segue if he was here and just started <laughs> randomly talking in the mic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. We should think of uh, introductions like that, that I, people don't see coming. I don't think our guests would f- play along. Oh, they would. Our guests oh, are just like us. They would. Oh, they. W- our guests are just like us. They're just yeah. like us. They're just like us. Yep. Yeah, Wayne Grudem would have loved to do something like that. Oh, yeah. He's you a know? real joke. Okay. <laughs> 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 just start talking about gruesome stuff. Oh, yeah. Oh, that movie was so gruesome. Oh, those plants? Yeah, I grew them. I oh, grew them outside. I grew them. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so we went from gruesome to gruesome. Oh. I grew Yours is much better than mine. Yeah. I grew Yeah. Talking about gruesome. Hey, guys. Hey. <laughs> oh, that's gruesome. Oh, that's coming gruesome. In. oh, I yeah, see. Yeah. I see. I yeah, see. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, let's dive into Second Thessalonians. First, we talk about the... Where are the turtles? Where are they? The title of the book. In the original Greek New Testament, the title is To the Thessalonians. This is exactly the same as First Thessalonians. No surprise there. Yeah, there's no original one or two. There's just to the yeah. Thessalonians and to the Thessalonians. Those are the two books. So we've said this before. 
But I think it's important to say it again. Most of the first, second, third, fourth, or whatever books that we have were originally just one long letter. It just was, we, we separated it to make it easier to read and follow and find references. But things were just written out. Anyway, this is chronologically the second canonical letter we have written to the Thessalonians. All these facts put together, you guessed it, the second Thessalonians. Ah. You thought I was going to say something else? No, no. I you thought I you thought for sure you were going to I'm actually looking at the outline <laughs> and I knew that's what you were going to say. Well, next up there's a big question here and that is who wrote this? So like the others that we spoke about recently, Paul once again identifies himself as the author of this letter, not once, but twice. He identifies as author. Yeah. He identifies himself as himself. He puts his pronouns on this letter <laughs> again. He identifies as author, authy. Yeah. yeah. Author. Paul, this the apostle, author. slave of Christ, author, <laughs> authors, authe. Yeah. In chapter 1, verse 1, and chapter 3, verse 17. Anyway, Paul was affirmed as the author of this book by the early church fathers. So this is not something that has been argued like the other books that we know, like good old Hebrews, right, that we'll talk about. Good old Hebrews. Sometime in the future. Classic. Next, the vocabulary, writing style, and doctrinal content all point to Pauline authorship as well. And lastly, Silas and Timothy were both present with Paul when this letter was being written. When was that, though? When were when yo 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 when this was written when this was written is what we're gonna talk about next the date of authorship so First Thessalonians was written sometime during Paul's eighteen month stay in Corinth look at you somewhere around the beginning to the middle of the trip so that puts it somewhere um, from mid to late A D. 51. It's a long time? No. It's okay, bro. Just compose yourself. <clears throat> it is... <laughs> so, anyways, it's it's most likely that Second Thessas was written to the church shortly after the first letter. Is that what the cool kids are talking? Yeah. Are, are calling it? Two Thessies. Yeah, the Second hip- hipsters. Yeah. Uh, so, we, we know this because of a couple of reasons. Um... The first one is that Silas and Timothy were still with Paul when the letter was written. They were with him in Corinth for the writing of the first letter, and we see that in Acts 18, verse 5. Um, They're not referred to as all being together at one time in the Bible after their stay in Corinth together. So that makes it likely that this letter was also written in Corinth during the same stay as the first letter. Do you guys follow that? You guys following with that? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay, perfect. So the second reason why we know that the second letter came shortly after the first letter is because the issues in Second Thessalonians seem to be connected to and have grown out of the situations mentioned in First Thessalonians. So this would mean Second Thessalonians was probably written in late A.D. 51 into early A.D. 52. So this would make... Second Thessalonians, the third book chronologically, 
that Paul wrote in the Bible. Nice. Pretty interesting, right? Because it's one of the last books in the Pauline epistles, but it's one of the first books he wrote. Why do they do that? Why do they do that? I'm glad you asked, Mark. It's because it's shorter. Mm. Know what I mean? That's how the Pauline epistles are ordered, in order of length. That's like the uh, prophets. Yeah. Major and minor. The major ones are first. The minor, less important books come later on. Got it. Next, it is time for the historical context. Daddy loves docs. Of Second Thessalonians. So we go over in some detail what Thessalonica is like and how the Thessalonian church started in the last episode, which was, as you guessed, First Thessalonians. If you haven't already, you guys need to go give that a listen um, because you should understand the background and context of First Thessalonians before really diving into Second Thessalonians anyway because the situations that arise in Second Thessalonians are birthed out of the situations that we read about in First Thessalonians. So if this is your first episode you've ever listened to, stop, turn off my voice now and listen to First Thessalonians. Right now. Right now is the time for you to stop. Now. Stop in the name of love before you break my heart. Are you still here? <laughs> you should have left a long time ago and listened to First Thessalonians. It's like, you guys, um, anyone have those voicemails where it's like, hey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, and then you yeah. wait a few seconds, it's like, I'm not here right now. Yes, I, I always did that growing up. Such a jokester. Yes, always did that. Hey, <laughs> what's up, guys? Hey, please leave a message at the yeah, tone. Yeah. Boop. It's so embarrassing. Even though you're the only one that knows <laughs> that you're dumb, you know, when you're talking to a voicemail, it's still so embarrassing. Well, it's like, got him, you know? Oh, oh, like, for listeners, he's, uh, making the, he's making the thing. What do you even call it? The three, the okay. Yeah. The, the okay my sign, the okie dokie. Made my, you look. My, uh, my old <laughs> friends, I would always have to like, you know, you got to stick your finger in it and break it. Oh, is that how you do it? I didn't or know Or else that. you get punched. I know the punching thing. Yeah, but you can reverse it quickly if you stick your finger in it and break it. <laughs> I never knew and about the reverse. To, then you get to punch them. <laughs> Bro, that's a game changer. <laughs> I never knew about the reverse. It's a game so changer. They, they move no from one plays this. Anymore. <laughs> they move from this to this. Oh, oh I that's see. Right. That's right. They I don't remember that. Italian hand. I only And in case you, listener, don't know what we're talking about, I was talking about from this to this. Oh. <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah. Just yeah. in case that's not clear. That's a huge difference. The yeah. thing you're doing with your hand. Yeah. Now, now from, from this <laughs> to now this. Uh, I hope it's helpful to you. Ah, uh, I see. All right. So let's get back into the historical context. Uh, hopefully, if you're still with us, you've already listened to First Thessalonians, and I don't have to yell at you anymore. All right. So we are going to talk about the current status of this, the Thessalonian, the Thessalonian church. It was such a Thessalonian. It's a tough one. The, the Thessalonians were in a big Thessalonian at this point. Um, so there was a mix of things going on in the Thessalonian church, which caused the need for this letter to be written. And the first issue that was going on was that false teachers had invaded the church and started teaching false eschatology. Oof. So this was leading to confusion and was actually leading to some people quitting their jobs in expectation of the day of the Lord. There were definitely pre-mills. Big time. But big time, baby. <laughs> Where'd you get that from? I don't know. 
so on top of people quitting their jobs, expecting Jesus to come back at literally any day, um, the persecution by the Jewish zealots was also worsening. The Thessalonian church was discouraged by this, and they sort of needed an incentive, and their need for incentive was causing them to fall victim to these false teachers, making empty promises about the Lord's return. You know, it completely blows my mind. Uh. (laughs) It completely blows my mind that throughout time, people get fooled by stuff like this time and time again people mm-hmm. come out and say the end of the world is going to be xyz mm-hmm. and there's thousands of people that fall for it every single time mm-hmm. yeah. like do you not know your history bro yeah. no one has ever been right yeah i uh until this time yeah until this, this time, time. <laughs> i gotta be honest you know and i i i don't know if i'm showing my bias or not okay but uh anytime anybody's like oh look at this current event and look at what the Bible says about what's going to happen at the end of the world. I'm always like, yeah, okay. Me you too. I mean? Like when, when <laughs> the vaccination first came out, people were like, oh, it's mark of the, the, beast. the mark of the beast. No, it's not. Yeah. No, it's not. And and I remember growing up, there was a dude, Howard Camping, on the radio. Remember mm-hmm. Howard Camping? No. He had a voice like this. He was crazy deep. Yeah. I think he was on family radio. Okay. You guys never listen to family radio? No. no. Well... Because you were probably in Houston. But no, I was here. Oh, I grew up you? here. Oh, that's true. Well, Family Radio was like the Christian station before like Star 99.1 got known. Mm, maybe in New York. In Jersey, it was WAWZ. Oh, really? Which turned into Star 99.1, yeah. Oh, uh, well, anyway, there was this guy, Howard Camping, that would predict the end of the world almost on a monthly basis. Mm. He made millions of dollars, I would think. I don't know that for sure. But he would write new books all the time on the end of the world. Nice. And he was known and for it. Give specific dates at each time? Yeah. give. Spe- I think it was three separate times that he gave dates and people followed it. And it never came true, obviously, because we're still here. But does, does that mean we missed the rapture? Maybe. Maybe, maybe, maybe. we're in the 1,000 years. Maybe Herod Camping is up in heaven now laughing at us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Camping up there. Camping. Maybe this right now is the 1,000 years. The a thousand, which it is, because Christ is reigning now. Oh, here we go. How here you we go. doing? You Amil? Are, you doing? Are we talking eschatology? Now? Yeah, he's going with the Amil stuff, that Amil business. Yeah, but if that wasn't clear, I don't really want to communicate my bias. But Christ is reigning now. I I don't want to. I don't stop. Stop making me do. Okay, I don't want to argue. Christ is reigning now. <laughs> okay. Okay. Stop it. You're making me do this. Next up is general purpose. The purpose of 2 Thessalonians is sort of threefold due to the circumstances that the church found itself in. So let's go through those three right now. Let's do it. Through those three. Have you ever said that? Like five times quick? I have not. Not one time in my entire life. Through Through those three. those three. Through 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 those three. Now say nice. sushi chef. Three. Sushi chef, sushi chef, sushi chef, sushi chef, sushi <laughs> chef. <laughs> All right. First is he encouraged the church to persevere in the midst of persecution, which is no surprise because Paul went through a lot of persecution and he definitely got through it most of the time until he didn't because he died. <laughs> it's a little dark. <laughs> 
Secondly, he wanted to clarify eschatology in order to combat false teachers. And lastly, he instructed the church how to deal with laziness. We'll get into a little bit more about that in the outline. But here is everyone's favorite part of the show. I don't know why I say that every time I have to. It's just natural. Yeah. It comes out. It's part of the natural man. <clears throat> Fun facts. Paul likely got his status update on the Thessalonian church from the messenger that brought them first Thessalonians. You guys remember who that is? Oh, Tychicus. Yeah, my nice. man. My so man. wait, I lied then. This was written at two different times. It wasn't originally one. No. Or when it got canonized, it was did one. Did you say it was one? I did. No. Well, I... Oh, that's not how I was taking it. How I was taking it is that you were saying there's no like chapters and verses. Yeah, within. that's that's what I meant. But I just wanted to. Yeah, not these letters are definitely not one. Okay. First okay. and second. Th- no, that's uh. When you, it was canonized, it was one, right? Originally, no, no. it was always. First these were and always second. two. Okay. Yeah, yeah. When what you might be thinking ab- about is those Old Testament um, books, like First and Second Kings, First and Second Samuel, First and Second Chronicles. All those were indeed one book. Uh, and you guys go back and listen to season two to hear more about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, first and second Thessalonians, as well as first and second Corinthians, anything in the New Testament that's two books was two separate letters. Mm-hmm. It wasn't it that they couldn't fit on one scroll, the Old Testament ones? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. They're just so large. And I've, I have been finding that the New Testament has been easier to go through when it comes to like the episodes it's not large yeah they're un they're unlarge yeah anyways yeah. what yeah. what were you saying well anyway i don't like to misspeak <laughs> so i thought I you did wrong. i thought you did like to misspeak always oh. yeah always yeah. anyway i want to visit thessaloniki i want to go there right now yeah it's the biggest that's your fun fact city of uh i thought you wanted to go there you don't know where it is I want to go there now. Uh, it's the second largest city second in, largest. in Greece. Yes. Yeah. yes. Um, that fun fact was written by Ryan and yeah. read by me. Yeah. I can't <laughs> wait to go there. <laughs> like, it is, it is, I'm so excited to go to a place that I don't know. You guys should Google image Thessaloniki because it looks like a beautiful, it's like a really cool old city right in front of like a huge mountain right by like the cliffs and water mm. it looks I like love, amazing when i think of beauty i really think i want my city right next to a mountain yeah you know um, i can't tell if you're joking or not but i think that is really pretty yeah. like salt lake city uh denver like cities like that where you can be in the city and you look around you and there's like giant mountains i think mm-hmm. that's like really cool yeah you know on yeah. a mountain where things cannot be hidden you know? i'm not following i'm not following i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> I'm struggling today. Isn't that like Utah? Utah. Isn't Utah he said filled Salt Lake City, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He said Utah. Salt oh, Lake City, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah, Mormons. I don't travel much. Mormons, right? That's where our boy uh, Alaric is from. Mm-hmm. Is it Alaric? I thought it was Alaric. I'm sure the tomato, tomato. Oh, okay. I gotcha. I think yeah. it's Alaric. Hi, Alaric. Hi, Alaric. Which one do you like better? Hi, Alaric. Ooh. A. It's outline time. <laughs> Go ahead and get into the outline of Second Thessas. There are six sections of Second Thessalonians. Uh, the sections are not large. Okay, this is quite a short book. The first section is the Salutations, chapter one, verses one and two. 
This is simply where Paul says highs. I thought it was a major high, not like a minor high. Yeah, it was. I uh, Sometimes when I put notes on the outline of what I'm going to say, it's very late at night, and I am very delirious. Now you know why all my Christ had capital C-H yeah. yesterday. <laughs> so that's why I put major high Trust. next to... Uh, Salutation, parentheses, major high. <laughs> Paul was through the roof high. <laughs> no, no, no. That's not what I was going for. All right, so that's the first oh, section. Oh, he was majorly saying hi. Yeah, that's what I was yes. trying to say. Like it was a major, like... Yeah, yeah, for the listeners. <laughs> super excited. He was just hi. doing an ecstatic wave. Um, okay, then the second section is the commendation for past progress, and that is the remainder of chapter one. So basically, he's complimenting the church on a, a couple things. The first thing is he's giving thanksgiving for their growth, um, because their faith and love has been ever increasing um, since the last time that he wrote to them from what he hears. Secondly, he gives them encouragement to persevere, and uh, that's in verses 5 through 10, and essentially he's just recognizing their afflictions, and he's encouraging them by telling them that the people who afflict the church will be given just retribution by God. So keep your chin up there, buddy what he's trying to say. Mm-hmm. And lastly, in the second section, we get a prayer for God's glory by Paul in verses 11 and 12. And essentially, Paul is praying that God would be, you guessed it, glorified through the Thessalonians. So that is the first two sections. We're already getting close to halfway through the book here, and we're moving into the third section. Um, and this is uh, sort of where we we talked about what the purpose was. Um, this is sort of the meat of the book, chapter 2, first half of chapter 2, and this is where he's correcting eschatological error. Um, and the first part of that is he's correcting when the beginning of the day of the Lord is going to be, and that's in chapter 2, verses 1 through 5. And here he says the day of the Lord has not yet come, and it will not come until the apostasy and man of lawlessness are revealed taking his seat in the temple of God and calling himself God. This is when the day of the Lord is going to come after this yes. occurrence. See, that's a very specific prophecy. Yeah. And then people, it's like vaccines come out and like, oh, Jesus is coming back. Yeah. You know? The thing is, I think people like vague, vaganatize things, vagatize. I like that word. You know, yeah. like we can make almost anything look like almost anything else by the way we word things. I feel like, you know, like, Oh, he's seated in a position of authority in government and our body is the temple and he's lawless. Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) The laws are being changed. So it's like, yeah, you know, if you could play on words, you could do it to anything really. So that's, uh, the first part of the third section, Paul correcting, um, this eschatological error. The second part is in verses 6 through 12. Um, and this is where he talks about the restraining of lawlessness that must also occur. He said lawlessness was presently being held back by, quote, the restrainer. Now, now who you think or what you think the restrainer is depends completely and entirely on your eschatological view. Um, 
but essentially it could be either the Holy Spirit, it could be the Roman Empire, it could in fact be the Antichrist, human government, or a plethora of other things, depending on your view. Um, but he's stating here essentially that the restrainer will be let loose at some point and and lawlessness will no longer be restrained in that time by the restrainer. Cool. So uh, that those are the corrections that he's making to their eschatological errors. Nice. Next up is part four of the outline, and that is Thanksgiving in prayer. Thanksgiving and prayer. And that is chapter two from verses 13 through 17, and it's broken up into two parts, which is thanksgiving for calling and prayer for strength. In verses 13 through 15, the main point of this passage is thanking God for a few reasons in this text. The thanksgiving becomes the main point of chapter 2, verse 1 through 14. And Paul thanks God that his flock will obey by faith. We see that in verse 13. And that they will consequently experience salvation and glory. We see that in verse 14. Next up is prayer for strength in verses 16 and 17. Paul is praying that Jesus would comfort their hearts and establish them in every good work and word. Next up is part five of the outline, (coughs) exhortations for future growth. We see that from verses 1 through 15. We have a reciprocal prayer from verse 1 through 5, basically a prayer for the advancement of of the gospel in order that God may be glorified. And we see prayer for the missionaries in verses 1 and 2 of chapter 3, that they would be protected from evil. Prayer for the Thessalonians in verse 3 through 5, he prayed that the Lord would direct their hearts to the love of God and to the steadfastness of Christ. Then we have a passage about church discipline and specific instructions concerning the idol. Uh, From verses 6 all the way to 13, Paul elaborates in these verses that the performance of work to the best of one's ability is a vital part of living out your faith. So the, the believer's faithfulness is seen to a great extent through being a faithful worker and not by being distracted by false teaching or an ungodly lifestyle of the world. And you said this was because people were quitting their jobs because they thought the Lord was coming back? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, when you said concerning the idol, uh, for a second I was thinking idols like idolatry, but no, he means like idol like sitting around. Yeah, sitting around like waiting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he mentioned this in First Thessalonians too, like these people were just waiting. You know, no, no, that, that was a different passage actually. Wait, where he told them to be watchful, mm-hmm. they took it wrong, <laughs> mm-hmm. apparently. Yeah. Being watchful, like literally watching outside and quitting their jobs and doing nothing. So he's like, wait, no, I didn't mean that type of watchful. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, don't be idle because you're supposed to be working at the best of your ability for the sake of Christ. And people will see that and they'll see your testimony through the work that you do. There you go. You're exactly. Yeah. Preach it, preacher. Yep. Then we have further discipline for the unrepentant in verses 14 and 15. And he says, as for you, brothers, do not grow weary in doing good. 
If anyone does not obey what we say in this letter, take note of that person and have nothing to do with him that he may be ashamed. Do not regard him as an enemy, but warn him as a brother. Hmm. So stay away from those people who are idle and pretending like they're not. Warn them as a brother, but if they're keeping you from doing your job for the gospel, stay away. Um, And then we have the conclusion in chapter 3, verses 16 through 18. And he says, Now may the Lord of peace himself give you peace at all times in every way. In other words, I think Paul was pretty much saying, peace out. Right? Let thy peace be with you, brother. Peace out. Yeah. Peace thy out. Thine peace be thine with you out. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, so that was our episode on 2 Thessalonians. You guys made it through all three chapters. All three chapters. There was quite a bit of a hiss on my S there at the end. Yeah. As people might be scared that there's a snake sneaking up on them in their car. Oh, Oh. three chapters. Genesis 3. Yeah. I do like that. Yeah. You do like that? I do like that. (laughs) You like when man fell to sin and the whole world was ruined. I do like that. (laughs) I do like that. Uh, anyways, so, uh, if you guys like what you heard, we have all kinds of other content available to you. We got blog posts on our website. We got, uh, YouTube videos posted on our website. We got links to everything we do on our website, which is BibleDingers.com. On top of that, if you guys feel so compelled because you've enjoyed it so much to support us, we are 100% patron supported at this point in human history. Um, And we would very much appreciate if you jumped on board and became part of our patron community, also known as... Dinger Nation! Uh, For as little as $1 a month, you can join our community and you get things such as early access to all our episodes. You get to hear it a week before the rest of the world does. We also give you some behind-the-scenes content. We drop the outlines right on Patreon so you can follow along uh, by reading it while we go through it. We also have group chats with our patrons who we talk to on an everyday basis. Um, and, and that's it. That's, that's Yeah. And I think it's important to say that we actually know you. So if you're intrigued by this ministry, you want to get to know us and be blessed by us and we be blessed by you, um, you know, coming in as a patron will definitely open a door for us to really get to know you personally because there's thousands of people out there we want to get to know you so you could also reach out to us uh via dm on instagram or twitter and uh if you need prayer or anything like that we would love to fellowship with you um it's kind of a part of what we do in our ministry we really have a close-knit group of people yeah. and we would love for you to be a part of it yeah we've uh We've seen a handful of our patrons in person already. We got a couple more coming up to spend a weekend with us up here. Yeah. We're going to hang out. They're probably going to go to church with us and mm-hmm. go out to eat and all that fun stuff. So Yeah, there's two of them coming in January. Yeah. Well, oh, they're coming in two weeks. Is it two weeks away already? From when this releases. Oh, that's right. That's right. <laughs> it's like, what? Yeah. <laughs> ah, I get what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah, so anyway, we hope that you enjoy this episode. We hope you learned a lot. If you like us... Go ahead and uh, go on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram and search at 
Bible dingers across the board. And while you're there, just give me the likes, don't pass and scroll. Don't pass and scroll. Hit subscribe, hit follow, hit like. And most importantly, ding on. Bible dingers. Yeah. We was lessin' adolescence Hope if we been living in the present New tree put the joint up at our own crib So we grown our days, that's a blessing, ain't